thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill. And this week in wellness, increasing your muscle power may prolong your life. A study presented at Europrevent 2019 showed that those in the lowest quartile of muscle power had a massive 10 to 13 times higher chance of dying compared to those above the median for maximum muscle power. The study looked at non-athletes between 41 and 85 years of age and used an upright row test to determine power, defined as the amount of work performed per unit time. The researchers determined each participant's maximal muscle power by taking the highest value that they achieved over two or three attempts with increasing weight and then calculating the power exertion per kilogram of body weight. The upright row exercise was chosen for the study because it's a common action in life for things like picking up groceries and grandchildren. The author, Professor Claudio Gil Araujo, Director of the Research and Education in the Exercise Medicine Clinic, Clinimex, in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, says that Power training is carried out by finding the best combination of speed and weight being lifted or moved. For the strength training at the gym, most people just think about the amount of weight being lifted or the number of repetitions without paying attention to the speed of execution. But for optimal power training results, you should go beyond typical strength training and add speed to your weight lifts. While muscle power gradually decreases after 40 years of age, Professor Araujo says the research has now shown that power is strongly related to all-cause mortality and says that the good news is you only need to be above the median to have the best survival, with no further benefit in becoming even more powerful. Professor Araujo outlines a few ways to increase muscle power. First, it's important to choose a weight that is neither easy to lift nor so immense that the person cannot lift it at all. Focusing on doing one to three sets of six to eight repetitions each while moving the weight as quickly as possible. Slowly return the weight to its initial position each time and rest between sets. It's also crucial to choose exercises for both the upper and lower body and to choose different ones each time to avoid boredom and burnout. If a weight becomes too heavy or an exercise becomes too difficult, reduce the repetitions or weight to prevent injury. Of course, it's best to consult with a healthcare professional before embarking on any exercise routine and it's essential to pay attention to how it feels. Too much pain is a red flag. The link to the press release on Science Daily will be in the show notes. Now, my opinion on this is that there's been far too much emphasis placed on gentle cardiovascular exercise when it comes to health recommendations, especially as we age. It's great to see some research coming out supporting both strength and power exercise as well. We need to take a more holistic view of exercise. Rather than focusing on the minimum dose required in order to prevent a particular health condition, we should be asking what is the required dose and variety in order to be maximally healthy not just to not die, but actually to thrive. Because the average Australian lives to 82 years of age, but a decade or more of that may be taken up by morbidity, where the quality of life is severely impacted by their health status or lack thereof. When I look at what I think is the best description of exercise that would match my genetic makeup and give me the variety of exercise I'm looking for, I generally use two core principles. I like to look at the work done by Mark Sisson and his Primal Blueprint Workout Plan. I'll include a link to that in the show notes. Put simply, he recommends some sprinting, some heavy lifting, some high-intensity exercise, and plenty of moving slowly, playing, and resting. I think it's a great balanced approach, and I like to balance it and combine it with the CrossFit definition of fitness. Those of you who listen to 
my podcast and have done so for some time would know that I like CrossFit. I choose to do CrossFit myself. I don't recommend it for everybody, but I think it's a great starting point in terms of getting a broad range of different skills. So CrossFit's definition of fitness is that they describe it as constantly varied functional movements executed at high intensity across broad time and modal domains. It's a bit of a mouthful, and I like to think of it more in terms of CrossFit's nine fitness skills. They are cardiorespiratory endurance, strength, stamina, flexibility, coordination, agility, balance, accuracy, power, and speed. And I think if you can get a combination of all of those, not necessarily in any one workout, but across your workout week or your workout month, then I think you're getting a great mixture of different abilities and skills for your body and probably more closely replicating what our bodies are genetically designed to do. I do like combining that more high-intensity CrossFit approach with Mark Sisson's approach, which is making sure that I do have rest, making sure I do have time to play and move slowly. And for me, that means you know, often spending time with the family. It means playing with the kids. It means going to the beach. It means going for nice walks around the block with our pony or getting into some nature and going for a nice little bushwalk. And so I think a combination of those two approaches is what works really well. So I've also included a link to what is CrossFit from the CrossFit website into the show notes for you as well. So move regularly, move with variety and move the way your body is intended. And you'll likely not only have a longer life, but a better functioning one too. You've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash This Week in Wellness. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.